I did not watch the entire CNN last night with Trump. And the reason why I eventually stopped was I was pretty upset because I saw exactly where it was going. I saw how the crowd was responding, a decidedly Republican crowd. I saw the, the way the questions were asked. I also saw the way Trump responded to it. I also noticed how the, the interaction and the command of, of the stage. I saw all of that. And I, I just left and said, the media is doing it again. The media is giving him a platform again. And I don't want to give the host uh, a hassle because she is following journalistic principles as, we, uh, as they learned it in school. And I, I, I really understand where they're coming from. She did push back, et cetera. But Donald Trump dominated the stage and the, the, the frequency of lies, every single sentence, the frequency of lies. I mean, it's hard to, uh, to fact check that in real time. These time, types of town halls shouldn't be a question answer. It should be a question. He lies. And you said, Donald Trump, you are lying. And here is the, uh, that is the way you have to deal with a chronic liar. So I really uh, liked what Jen Psaki had to say here because uh, Democrats are thinking too, too, they're of the belief that Trump is going to be easy to beat. The truth of the matter with the several dynamics I saw him play, and I'll discuss that later on, but he, he played a lot of dynamics in there that could fuse a winning coalition. He could fuse a winning coalition by simply working on the grievance of just about every particular group. But anyhow, listen to what Jen Psaki had to say, and then we'll take it on the other side. The White House d does not want to deal with the headache that was, or, or perhaps further expose people to the nightmare that was President Trump spouting lies um, largely uncensored for 75 minutes. Is that, I mean, is that part of a campaign strategy? Talk to me about, there are no accidental decisions in something like that. What do you think that's, that represents? That's true. And now I want to know more about that. But I would say, Alex, they don't, from the officials I still talk there, and I do stay in touch with a number of my former colleagues, they don't underestimate Trump. When there was a whole theory of, oh, Trump would be the easiest to run against. Oh, Biden would clean his clock. That was not something I ever heard from a former colleague over there. They ran against him before and he almost beat Biden. So they are not the ones in my experience or from my engagements with them who need a kind of a wake up call. I will say that given tonight was one of Trump's biggest returns to the national stage in a while, it should be a pretty big wake up call for Democrats. I mean, he he lied about a lot of things. He said some crazy things like the country could default. He couldn't fit good answer whether he would sign an abortion ban. Maybe he's on the side of Russia. Uh, he said lots of crazy things about January 6th. All of that is true. But he also had a command of that town hall meeting. Mm -hmm. And he has the evil charisma that people can hate, but it is happening and hopefully it was a wake up call for people out there about the reality that this guy is currently on the path to be the nominee and to maybe likely give the president a run for his money. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right about the evil charisma. He was owning the room and perhaps more disturbingly, the room was eating it up. Uh, well, the, that right? was the most disturbing. I mean, there was a lot of disturbing, but the laughing uh, when there were insane things, offensive things, things about Eugene Carroll being said, the laughing in the room, that was disturbing. 
Uh, you know, and the fact of the matter is, as we talk about the evil charisma, Trump's owning of the room, the audience lapping it up, this could be a summer of criminal indictments against the president. Mm-hmm. And as devastating as that should be for anybody who is concerned about the state of our democracy, it could also weirdly strengthen Trump. And I wonder for from amongst his people, from a Biden standpoint, what is your sense of how the White House talks about potential criminal yeah. indictments, how much they wade into that? Mm-hmm. Well, there is a tradition, as you know, Alex, of not weighing in on criminal indictments, and they're going to try to abide by that is my bet. That becomes harder and probably less strategically to their advantage if there's an indictment on January 6th on the Georgia case you were just talking about. These are fundamental values, defense of democracy. They're going to have to find a way to talk about it. They don't have to comment on the case, but it is about values, what you're trying to defend and and the contrast between the two candidates. So yeah, I think it changes a little bit if there are other indictments on these other issues. Do you think President Biden is ready to go ham? Because it feels like he's going to need to do that. Ready to go ham? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to rephrase for those of you not following along at home, but is he ready to throw punches because it feels like Trump is in the ring? I think so. He did in 2020. I think he has to be. The other thing, though, to remember here is it's probably not going to be won or lost on fact checking. It's probably going to be on fighting about the issues, abortion access, democracy, the economy that helped him win in the first time. So I think he's going to be very specific about where he throws his punches. So Jensaki is, is, is right. We This is going to be a tight race if it's with uh, if it's with Joe Biden and the reality is there are no guarantees because as dumb as Donald Trump is I saw him reach out to just about every demographic I mean he've insulted quite a few as well but the same ones that he insulted he pretty much gave a few of them something to nibble on um let me tell you folks Because our society continues to be and devolve into non-critical thinking, considering education less than, it means that the kind of thinking that we need to use to elect the people that are appropriate is somewhat suspect. You doubt it? 2016, even 2020. So there's a lot of work that activists have to do. It's not going to be from the telephone, telephone screen, the television screen or from town halls. It's going to be in the trenches. Activists in this election cycle have to do what Republicans and the right wing has started several years ago. And that's in the trenches. These guys are bombarded with lies throughout the day. Email, social media, not just around election times, but continuously. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.